Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by community pastor John Ferguson as we continue the series, Becoming Like Jesus. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Hello, everybody. Uh, Before we get started, I want to remind you that on Monday, we begin what could be the most life-changing 21 days of your life. On January 10, we begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, I couldn't be more excited about how I know God will work in and through us during those three weeks. So I want you to know that I'm praying for you, and I encourage you to make plans to join us in that journey. Uh, More on that a little bit later. I want to begin our time with a quick poll, okay? How many of you would say you are self-aware? How many of you would say you are self-aware? Be honest, okay? And if you have access to the chat, give me a thumbs up or you know, type yes if you'd say you are self-aware. You see, most of us feel like we are self-aware. I think I am. Yet a research team at the Harvard Business Review discovered that while 95% of us think we are self-aware, only 10 to 15% of us actually are. I'm sure that doesn't apply to any of us. Just just sharing the research. (laughs) But you know, uh, sometimes you see this when people sort of tell on themselves and don't realize it. Uh, Here's one of my favorites. Uh, An obviously frustrated person posted this review for a PetSmart store. They gave the store one star. Why? Because, and I quote, my husband and I have shopped here consistently for years, but we will use a different location from now on because they will literally lock the doors right in your face if you show up two minutes after closing. The audacity to lock the doors after closing. Can you imagine? (laughs) Well, and of course, I have a few examples from my own life when I wasn't self-aware. Last week, uh, Lisa, my wife, made some chicken soup for us and the kids to eat over Christmas and New Year. There are a few foods I enjoy more than a hot bowl of chicken soup on a cold winter's day. So last Tuesday night, she was putting her finishing touches on a big pot of this soup. I couldn't wait to dive in. It was just Lisa, my daughter Chloe, and me at the table. I've got my bowl of soup in front of me. My cornbread is buttered and on a small plate just to my left. My big glass of iced tea is ready to wash it all down on my right. We pray, and I just dive into this soup. I mean, one spoonful after another. When my daughter says, "Uh, Dad, can you please not slurp your soup? I was like, what are you talking about? She says, you're slurping your, <laughs> you're slurping your soup at about 90 decibels. I-, I was stunned. I had no idea what she was talking about. And then, of course, my wife says, well, I've been trying to tell you that for years. <laughs> I was completely unaware. So if you've ever been around me while I was slurping my soup, please forgive me. I had no idea. But you know, a lack of self-awareness isn't just a challenge at home. It can also be a problem in the workplace. In another survey, 99% of people reported working with at least one person who totally lacked self-awareness. Nearly half worked with at least four people they describe as not self-aware. Even people with past successes and solid qualifications displayed a complete deficit in terms of how they come across. Now, I know there are times we can laugh about it, but what if our lack of self-awareness is doing way more harm than we realize. I I mean, what if our lack of self-awareness is actually doing damage to our connection to God and to other people? 
Uh, We're in week two of our series, Becoming Like Jesus. And we're talking about how being open to the work of the Holy Spirit, who more than anything else wants to deeply form you and me into the image of Jesus, could make a massive difference in our lives. And while this series is not about striving or trying harder, it's going to be challenging because the way Jesus lived, it's a whole lot different than the way so many of us live. I mean, too often we find ourselves uh, living at a pace that just eliminates any chance to rest and simply be in the presence of God. So many of our lives are, are characterized by emotional distress and dysfunction. Too often we live in a way that's no different from those who aren't following Jesus. And this is not about doing more good things and fewer bad things. This is about realizing that you can be committed to the external activities of Christianity without being deeply transformed by Jesus. Let me say that again. This is about realizing that you can be committed to the external activities of Christianity without being deeply transformed by Jesus. Author Rich Velotis says, instead of being deeply formed, we settle for being shallowly shaped. You know, Jesus came to give us life in all its fullness. And that life isn't found in a sort of shallow spirituality. God is not interested in transforming some parts of you and leaving the rest untouched. His desire is to transform every part of you until, as the Apostle Paul puts it, Christ is formed in you. Christ is formed in you. See, this series is an invitation to become like Jesus, for Christ to be formed in you. And you see, growing in self-awareness is absolutely crucial on this journey of transformation. However, there is a problem. Most of us tend to avoid the kind of introspection necessary to grow in self-awareness. We avoid it. Uh, We often wrestle with questions like, well, uh, what if I discover that I don't like who I am? If I reveal the real me, will I still be loved? Isn't it possible to be deeply formed without going that deep? Yeah, Rich Velotis gives us this warning about neglecting this inner work. Limited reflection usually leads to dangerous reaction. Limited reflection usually leads to dangerous reaction. When there's no space to process our inner worlds, we find ourselves mindlessly and instinctually reacting to the world around us. Without self-awareness, we disconnect from our own brokenness, which often makes us critical of the brokenness of others. But you see, the good news is this. On the flip side, being ruthlessly honest about the brokenness in our own lives can actually help us love and be loved more deeply than ever before. And Jesus has something to say about self-awareness. In his most famous teaching known as the Sermon on the Mount, he asks, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you can see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now those words can sound harsh, but How many of us tend to focus on the shortfalls or issues of other people way before we ever think about our own? I got to confess, I am much more quick to judge the actions of other people. But with myself, I judge my intentions more than my actions. In other words, yeah, I tend to cut myself way more slack than I do anybody else. 
and to be deeply formed followers of Jesus, we've got to continually be willing to examine our own attitudes, beliefs, and actions because we can grow in self-awareness, but we will never fully arrive. Remember, 95% of us think we are self-aware, but only 10 to 15% of us actually are. Yes, growing in self-awareness is the result of lifelong spiritual formation and a commitment to humbly allowing the Spirit of God to lead us. Uh, There's a psalm, which is actually a prayer to God, in which the author engages in this type of introspection that we're talking about. Uh, We're going to read a little over half of the psalm, which is quite a lot of text. And so if it helps you uh, to close your eyes and just listen, go ahead and do that. Or if you prefer to follow along on the screen, that's fine too. Do whatever helps you stay engaged. All right? The psalmist prays. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. (laughs) Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Now, there are several comforting truths that stand out as we read the words of this prayer, two of which I want to highlight. The first is this. God is aware. Yeah, God is aware. The psalmist begins with the idea that God already knows the innermost workings of your heart. Even if you aren't self-aware, God is aware, and he knows you deeply. He knows every action, intention, desire, and weakness. He knows every good and imperfect thing about you. God is aware. And secondly, God is safe. Yeah, God is safe. Often our fear is that if people really know us, we won't be loved. We won't find love. But here's the beautiful truth. God already knows you and he still loves you. We've often said that God couldn't love you any more or any less than he does right now. And so we can engage in self-reflection, just like the writer of the Psalms did, without fear knowing that God is safe and in him we will find love, grace, and compassion. You know, I I would say the last year or so has been a season for me where I've really tried to work on growing in this area of self-awareness. I I don't think anyone would argue that the last 18 to 24 months have been difficult. I, I mean, so many levels, personally, relationally, emotionally, professionally. And I I know there have been more than a few times when my lack of self-awareness has done damage to myself, those I love most, and even uh, to my connection with God. 
But you know, one practice that's sort of helped me open up myself more to myself and to God in the last year has been setting aside the first part of my day to simply be with God. And when I'm at my best, uh, during the first part of that time, I just sit in complete silence, in complete silence and solitude, and I ask God to reveal to me whatever it is he wants to reveal to me. And then I follow those moments by answering this question. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? Now, I'm not always great with feelings, so to help me out with this, I actually had to come up with a list of possibilities, actual feelings that I might be feeling. Happy, sad, angry, content, confused, etc. But I will say this, sharing what I'm truly feeling with God and knowing that he is fully aware and completely safe has helped me grow in my self-awareness and hopefully become just a little bit more like Jesus. You see, because God is aware and because God is safe, the psalmist himself could end his prayer with these words. Listen closely. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. <laughs> lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me to a life that is truly life. Jesus talked about this deeply formed life as life in all its fullness. Now, I have to say, I, I, I know most of us at one time or another have experienced people, you know, calling us out, if you will, in, in ways that were hurtful or unkind. But see, this truth that God already sees us and he loves us deeply can give us the courage we need to open ourselves up to him. Listen to the way James Mays describes how the writer of Psalms has confidence in God's love, compassion, and good leading. He writes, the psalmist wants God to be his judge so that God may be his shepherd. The psalmist wants God to be his judge so that God may be his shepherd. Such is his experience of God and confidence in God that he does not fear a judgment that leads to punishment, but prays for a searching and testing that leads to pastoral care. What if you were able to pray this prayer of self-awareness? God, show me me. <laughs> show me me. As in God, you already know the deepest depths of my heart and soul. You already know all the good and the bad, and still you love me. And so God, give me the courage to work through whatever I need to work through with you. Uh, with the time that we have left, I, I want us to, to get very practical. I want to share one framework that I think can help you grow in self-awareness. And it's a set of questions you can ask yourself and pray through to engage in the kind of introspection that leads to a deeply formed life. This framework is what you might call a reaction check-in, a reaction check-in. You can use this framework when you experience something that is hard to process. It, it may have been a surprising change in plans a reaction from someone that seems to outweigh an offense, or it, it might've been something that prompted a deep emotional response in you. So to grow in self-awareness, ask yourself these questions, all right? Ask yourself these questions. First, what happened? What happened? And you might wanna write it out in a journal or talk it through with someone you're close to. First, what happened? Then ask, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Describe what you're feeling and if you're feeling, say, anger, try to go deeper. Anger is a secondary emotion that's usually based in another feeling like fear or hurt. Ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself? 
Okay, something happened. You're feeling something. Now explore what meaning you're drawing from the story that you're telling yourself about what happened. Next, ask, what does God have to say? What does God have to say about this situation? How does the love of Jesus actually influence not only the way you are thinking about what happened, but also how you will respond? And then finally ask, what counter-instinctual action is needed? What is the thing that you need to do that will lead you in the way of Jesus, or as the writer of Psalms put it, in the way everlasting? I would encourage you to go ahead and take a picture of those questions or write them down somewhere. These questions will be helpful for you to have on hand whenever your emotions seem a little out of control or confusing. I think they can help you be more self-aware. We're going to spend some time right now using these questions as a way of asking God, show me me. Show me me. So I'll tell you what, find a piece of paper or open up the notes app on your smartphone. And I invite you to think about something that happened, okay? Uh, Think about something that happened, maybe even in the last week or so, that was hard for you to process. And begin to walk through this reaction check-in framework. Start to ask yourself these questions. All right, now, you will not get through all of them. uh, But take these few minutes to get started, because this is one simple way we can begin to grow in self-awareness. Okay? All right, let's do this. me and know all my heart. 
hope that time was meaningful for you. And again, I'm sure you weren't able to walk through all of the questions, but I hope it gave you a glimpse of just how helpful this framework could be. Uh, When I allow God to show me me, it creates an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to begin this deep work of transformation. And that's what we want for you. Uh, We have another great opportunity for all of us to grow in our self-awareness and give God room to deeply form every part of our lives. And I'm talking about our 21 days of prayer and fasting. So starting tomorrow, January 10th through the 30th, we will be coming together to ask God to form us into the image of Jesus, to become the kingdom community he dreams we can become. And in order to create space for God to work in our lives over those 21 days, we invite you to fast from something that will enable you to be more aware of the presence of God. It might be a traditional fast where you fast from food or some kind of food or a meal and and use the time you'd normally be eating or preparing food to be with God. Or you may want to fast from social media or Netflix or some kind of activity to create space in your life for God to do something new. Now, to support you during those 21 days, I want to invite you to sign up for the community daily. 
The daily is an email that arrives every day, Monday through Friday, before you wake up. And through the daily, we're going to look at 21 questions Jesus wants to ask you. Each day, we will reflect on a question that Jesus asked in Scripture and wrestle with how to answer that question ourselves. As a special bonus for the next 21 days, the daily will also include a short inspirational video from a community staff person. Again, the 21 days starts on January 10th. To learn more about these 21 days of prayer and fasting, visit communitychristian.info or scan the QR code on the screen right now. We would love for you to join us as we invite God to do his transforming work in us together. Church, we have an incredible opportunity before us. I think we all know that the way of the world can just swallow us up in its pace, distractions, and shallowness. And we see it everywhere. But as the kingdom community of Jesus, see, we have an opportunity to live a different way, uh, the way of Jesus. So let's journey together over these next 21 days and ask God to help us do the deep work of growing in self-awareness so that we can become more like Jesus and in turn, help even more people find their way back to God.